So we have over 450 customers and rapidly growing uh, every single year. Okay, what's rapidly growing mean? Doubling in size. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Alexander Yampolsky. He's a recognized expert in the security field, running his company, securityscorecard.io, which is the leader in security ratings used by hundreds of customers like GE, McDonald's, Pepsi, and many others. Before founding the company, he was CISO at Gilt Group and has held lead technologists in security roles at Goldman Sachs, Oracle, Cinchcast, and Microsoft. He's a published author and active speaker in the security and software development communities and has a PhD in cryptography, sorry, cryptography from Yale University. All right, Alexander, are you ready to take us to the top? It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Vladimir Putin's your best friend. Every time there's a hack, people pay you more money. That's how it works. Well, cybersecurity cyber is a hot space right now, so <laughs> customers are looking for good solutions. All right, so tell us what you do and how you make money. Is it a pure play SaaS model? Yeah, so we're an enterprise SaaS company, and the idea that we came up with is that the market is moving to the cloud. And so companies do business with other cloud companies. You might store your files in Dropbox. You might store your sales leads in Salesforce. And when companies do all these relationships, how do you know that your cloud providers are being as diligent as you are when it comes to protecting your data? And we came up with a way of how to non-intrusively from outside measure a security posture of any company in the world and give them a scorecard, a rating or a letter grade, A, B, C, D, F, representing how secure they are. Well, you're basically trying to hack them, and if you get in, you say you fail? So we look for signals that indicate to us whether or not the company is doing a good job. For example, imagine you're looking at a website, and on the on the front of a website, it says copyright 2008. Well, it's 2018, so you just discovered that the company has not updated its systems for 10 years. And so we came up with hundreds of different signals like this. Uh, Many of them are much more sophisticated than what I just described that indicate what's going on within the company. I mean, so your your sales tactic there obviously works. Why don't you just email everyone and say you're vulnerable, right? Like it's a fear tactic thing. They're all going to, they're all then going to buy. Well, I mean, I think that uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt is a common technique for many security startups. Uh, We don't subscribe, like we don't subscribe to, to this approach. We want, we want our customers to recognize value from a software that they use. So the way that people use us, it's a software as a service. You pay us annual subscription and you get how us. Much, how much on average per year? 
So on average, it's uh, $2,000 per year to monitor a single company. So, but, you know, big companies have tens of thousands of vendors. So some people are paying us a million bucks a year. Some people are paying us $20,000. Well, what would you say in averages, though, just to avoid every going down every customer cohort? You know, our average contract value could be around 80 to 100K uh, per year, paid up front. Okay, got it. Very good. But people use us to monitor their suppliers. Some companies are using us to compare themselves to the industry, to competition, and prove to the board of directors that their security investments are paying off. Cyber insurance companies are using us to make underwriting decisions. So this concept of security ratings is really beginning to gain traction. And just like we have credit scores, um, the security scores are becoming an integral part to doing business today. And how many customers have you scaled to? So we have over 450 customers and rapidly growing uh, every single year. Okay, what's rapidly growing mean? Doubling in size. Doubling. Okay, I mean, if I take 450 customers times the ACB 80 grand you just told me, I mean, you're doing north of 3 million a month. Is that generally accurate? Um, it's it's in a ballpark. It's in a ballpark of where we are. Yeah, we're growing very nicely. We're 130 people headquartered in New York, growing very rapidly this year. Okay, but I mean, th- that number, I mean, sometimes people give discounts to their early customers. So sometimes, sometimes that number is high. I mean, have you guys passed 3 million a month in revenue or are you below that? We're in the 25 to 30 million ARR this year. Got it. Okay, that's you'll hit that this year or you passed 25 million already? We are on way to do it this year. On way to do it. Okay, so and if you're doubling year over year, that means last year you did what, 12 and a half at least or 13? Yeah, around that number. We, we're growing very nicely. That's good. What's driving most of the growth? Are you driving expansion revenue across the current base or adding new customers, net new customers? So, so it's both. Uh, you know, we are, uh, the way that we see a lot of customers use security scorecard is some customers, naturally a lot of people say, well, how, how can you really measure security of a company from outside? Are you really going to be able to see detailed information? And when people start looking at our technology and they start deploying and they realize that they instantly gain visibility to tens of thousands of companies who are um, uh, who, who they're doing business with and that will ultimately help them save time and money. And that, as a result, grows more adoption. So we see in strong lend and expand out of our existing customer base. People are happy. Our net promoter score is in the is in the 60s. So like people really like what we do and uh, customer satisfaction is very high. What's churn? Uh, the churn is under 10%. And that's gross logo churn per year? No, if you factor in if you factor in the upsell, we're we're negative. Like we're we're in the, in the negative double digits. People are people are buying a lot more. So just to be just to be clear, annually you're churning at a gross level 10% of revenue. When you add back expansion, you're net negative. We're net 15, like we're around net 15%. Negative, negative, negative fifteen. Yeah, correct, or said, or said differently, you're retaining one hundred and fifteen percent of your revenue. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, that congratulations. By the way, that's obviously not an easy thing to do. So that's good stuff. Talk, break down your team for me. Of the one hundred and thirty, how many of them are inside sales? Well, um, I would say roughly half of our company are in the product technology. We're win engineering driven company. We believe our vision as a company. We want to create a new language for how companies talk about security. So we want chief risk officers, board members, CFOs, regulators. We want them to start using scorecards as part of an everyday uh, dialogue. We want people, just like people bake into contracts, 99.9% uptime requirements. We want people to start baking into contracts, minimum scorecard requirements. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, that's the vision we're trying to create. 
And so half of our company is dedicated to product and engineering because we believe that ultimately, I mean, if you have crappy technology and really good sales and marketing team, uh, that's only going to last you so long. If you have an amazing technology and crappy sales, marketing, and execution, then like people are still going to value your technology. Yep. Like, like luckily we have good technology and good sales, marketing, and execution, but we're dedicating um, quite a lot of people in our company towards uh, towards product innovation. How and many how many months does it take you to get back your CAC on a customer? You know, customers uh, customers pay us upfront. So, uh, you know, and given the retention rate that we have, uh, you know, we see in, we see in very good uh, economics metrics. I don't want to disclose it, but you know, we see in very good efficiency. Okay. But in terms of payback period, I mean, you're, it sounds like you're south of six months if they're paying you all up front. Uh, depends. We're, we're, we're under a year. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Under a year. Um, and wh- when you do, so, and just to be clear, if you're under a year and, Average ACV is eighty grand. It means you're willing to spend up to eighty grand to acquire one of these customers. Where are you spending that typically? We see very good network effects out of what we do because if you have a company, if you have a company who is using us to monitor ten thousand plus of their suppliers, naturally those suppliers also want to know what their scorecard is. They mm-hmm. want to know how to get better. They want to know how to how to improve. For example, suppose you have a very important marketing relationship and uh, that marketing relationship says i'm going to put in two million dollars into nathan's uh, podcast but we're concerned about your security well it's going to be an incentive for you to sign up for security scorecard because you want to make sure you're protected so the very strong network effects that we see in we've seen good uh, return on investment from conferences from events Uh, for example we did a big uh, splash at rsa uh, we launched a new product recently called uh, Bridge Insights that nobody else in the market has that me- measures concentration risk. We're spending heavily on events and just brand recognition. And how much a year on events would you say? More than a million? I'm sorry, say again? How much per year on events would you say? More than a million? Yeah, we're spending more than a million on events. Okay. And then last economics question here before we move on to more of your story. Um, lifetime value. What do you assume lifetime value is? I mean, we see in, look, I mean, we see in LTV to CAC over over three, which is good in the enterprise SaaS space. Yeah. So if your CAC is 80 grand, you're saying more than 240 grand in LTV. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, interesting. Okay, good. Tell us more about the backstory here. So what year did you launch the company in? So we launched the company in the beginning of 2014. And the story is that I was a chief security officer uh, at Guild Group. And one day we were looking at a uh, solution that helped mitigate e-commerce fraud. It was a software as a service that helped mitigate e-commerce fraud. It would look and say, hey, Nathan today is logging in from New York, buying $200 worth of clothes, but all of a sudden you in Austin, Texas, buying $1,000. Something is suspicious. And so it was a very good solution, and we had to integrate our systems with that. And we looked at the contract, we looked at the penetration test results, everything looked great. And literally at the last moment when we started integrating with that company, we looked at their systems and we discovered unencrypted credit card data floating in their systems. And that was an oh shit moment for me because I realized I could lose my job as a chief security officer due to negligence of somebody else. And um, the question uh, really uh, stood out to me, the question that nobody in a market is thinking about how to measure security. There's got to be a way to come up with objective metrics that measure cybersecurity. And uh, that's what we came up with. And we launched the company in 2014. Spent most of 2014 building a product and uh, saw some very good adoption uh, since then. And you've bootstrapped or have you raised? 
we've raised uh, venture money. How much? Uh, so to date, we raised a little bit over uh, $60 million. Uh, the seed was led by Evolution Equity and Bold Start Ventures, uh, great investors. Uh, then we did the Series A by Sequoia Capital, Series B by uh, Google Ventures, and then the Series C was led by Nokia Growth Partners, Intel, Oxa, and Moody's uh, participated. When was, when was the Series C? It was, uh, it was around October of last year. Okay, and how much was the Series C? It was twenty-seven and a half million. Twenty-seven. Okay. Have Have you broken two hundred fifty million dollar valuation yet? Uh, so we are, uh, are flirting I with mean, it. We are flirting with that valuation. Yeah. I mean, right yeah. now, right now, given that we made more headway, we should be we should be above that valuation right now. So, are you planning to raise again this year? I mean, or, or do you want to get to break even and cash flow positive? So we're in a good position where most of the money that we raised is still in a bank. So we don't need to like we don't need to go raise anytime soon. Um, right now we're focused on growing the business. Right now, Wait, are you cash flow positive today or no? No, we're venture backed, so we're not cash flow positive. Well, but you just said all the money is still in the bank. Yeah, a lot of our money is still in a bank. We have in very strong quarters. Uh, we have in very strong quarters with very good cash flow. Uh, like most of the money that we raised is still in a bank. We don't need to raise. Uh, yeah, but Alexander, you understand how those two things can't be the same, right? You can't say all your venture money is still in the bank, but then also say your ca- <laughs> your, your cash flow positive. Well, the money from Series C, meaning. Uh, Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Uh, you know, we we didn't have to raise at the Series C front also, so we have enough money for multiple years. Uh, we're not planning to raise anytime soon, uh, but you know we focused on growing the business and really unlocking the massive opportunity here. There's a lot of companies that are kind of in, I would say maybe attacking this from a different angle. Like no before comes to mind, Stu, and he's kind of going at it from bottoms up approach, and it's not necessarily a rating per se. But there's a lot of companies that I could see where it makes natural sense for them to try and make you an acquisition offer. If someone came and offered you 500 million bucks for the company, do you sell? Well, I mean, I talk to everybody. I talk to customers, investors, strategic partners. You always talk to people. Uh, but, you know, our focus right now is we want to create, we want to recognize our vision. As I mentioned, our vision is to create a new language for how people talk about cybersecurity. If you think back to kind of like an interesting business analogy, if you think back to Henry Ford, Henry Ford's innovation was not the fact that he came up with a low-cost automobile or that he pioneered a, a very efficient assembly line. Henry Ford's innovation was the fact that he envisioned a society where many regular people will be automobile uh, drivers. Like, people didn't drive automobiles. Only rich people could afford automobiles. And so Henry Ford envisioned when many people all over the world will be drivers. And so we're envisioning a similar world where CFOs, chief risk officers, general counsels are using our scorecards to measure and quantify risk. And this world doesn't exist today, but we're marching towards that vision. And um, that's really our goal. That's what we're focused on. All right. Very good. I like the vision. Let's wrap up here with the famous five, Alexander. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Sure. So uh, one of my favorite uh, business books is... uh, Behind the Cloud by, uh, by Mark Benioff about how he created Salesforce. It's a very good book where he talks about the history of Salesforce, many of the tricks that he used to build it, and that's one of my favorites. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Sure. Well, I'm a big fan. You know, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. I think that he's a very inspirational guy. He's a very smart guy. I met him uh, a couple of years ago at a Sequoia Capital offsite, and I, you know, I learned a lot of 
interesting things just from a casual conversation with him. Uh, when I asked him, how does he know that what he's working on during the day is really making a difference? He said to me, at the end of each day, he reverse engineers his day and says, how did I spend my time? Which meetings did I attend? Uh, who did I speak to? Were there things I could have delegated? Were there things uh, that I shouldn't have been doing? And that was uh, very good advice. So yeah, Elon Musk is one of my uh, favorites. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? So I like to use Evernote. I, I'm a big fan of uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Evernote. How I start each day and each week is I basically create a list in the beginning of each week, and I say here are the three most important tasks that I need to get done this week. And here are the batch tasks that I just kind of need to get done, but, you know, they might not be as important. And I always ask myself, if I do these two or three things, how am I going to advance the vision? How is the company going to be better? And I love, like, so I use Evernote religiously every single day. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? So uh, it changed. I used to, like, I used to be a big believer that I should work as much as possible. But, you know, you realize as you get older that you need balance so I try to get seven to eight hours of sleep. I typically go to sleep around 11 to midnight and I wake up at 6 a.m. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you always want to have a good lifetime balance. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kiddos? Married and uh, two kids, nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Oh, good. And how old are you? So I'm 37. 37. Okay, last question, Alexander. Take us back to your 20-year-old self. What do you wish that he knew? Yeah, so that's a, you know, that's a kind of, you know, that's a, that's a good. Uh, that's a good question. So there's a there's a good question. Uh, somebody somebody asked me that question once. Uh, the the person asked me, "What do you think is the job of a goalkeeper in soccer?" And I answered, "Well, uh, you know, the job the job of a goalkeeper is to prevent the other team from scoring." And the person said, "No, that's wrong. The job of a goalkeeper is the same as it is for every other player in the field. It's to win the game. It's not to like. It doesn't matter if you are." a soccer player or a goalkeeper, you all a single team. You all work towards the common goal. And so one thing I would give advice to myself if I met myself at 20, think more about how to build cohesive teams. How do you get people to follow you? How do you get people to work together? It's a bit of a cliche advi advice, but high-performing teams are what make or break a company. It's a huge, huge difference. Guys, there you have it from Alexander. Focus on your team. He launched Security Scorecard back many years ago after he realized a big vulnerability at his prior company and said, wow, I could get fired for this. I've got to create a standard. He's now focused on creating the standard security metric, which hopefully gets used by many, many companies. Launched it in 2014 today. He's working with over 450 customers uh, doing north of uh, 2 million bucks per month in revenue, hoping to break that, or sorry, hoping to break that $25 million AR mark later this year, uh, doubling year over year. So healthy growth, uh, net negative revenue, uh, uh, churn, which is obviously a healthy metric to be at 80,000 bucks on CAC is a max 12, less than 12 month payback period. Lifetime value to CAC, obviously super healthy with his team of, uh, 130 people based in New York. Alexander, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.